To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. So I guess what I'm trying to say is Comstock is the invention of the Comstock Act itself is inseparable from the invention of sexuality mm-hmm. and the ways that sexuality is regulated by the state. These are things that are kind of happening at the same time, mm-hmm. that there is this category of human being called a homosexual and there's this category of sexual activity called sodomy and all of these sort of categorizations and breaking down, which in our sort of historical forgetting, get shorthanded to like, oh, well, that's so Victorian. Um, So it is producing sexuality. And I agree, like, we haven't left that universe. No, we're fully within it. And, 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 you know, maybe just to, to give folks a sense of sort of, okay, let's, let's start talking about this guy. Who's this guy, Anthony Comstock, right? He's literally just like some guy, right? This, This, he's not a professional politician. He's a New Yorker who is just so outraged by immorality and vice and his sense of obscenity, right? His personal sense of obscenity, which certainly was reflected in kind of reformist, you know, Christian, I mean, he's a prominent, um, you know, member of, of the YMCA at the time, you know, but the story kind of goes that a friend of his died in, in Brooklyn and, and he was so outraged and felt like, you know, the immoral, the immoral world of Brooklyn and New York, this world of drugs and sex and prostitution and, you know, pornography had killed his friend, uh, you know, that he decides to take it on him, you know, as a personal mission, you know, to save America from, from, from sex. And so his definition of obscenity is really anything sexual at all, like that there should be no sexual content in public. There should be no infrastructure uh, made available in public to facilitate anything sexual ever. Ever, Mm -hmm. ever, Mm -hmm. anything, right? And that's why this Comstock law, which he lobbies to get passed, is this sort of novel legal formation. He's like, how could we, how could we basically create a police power to repress everything sexual? That's why the law covers obscenity. So it includes novels, poetry, newspapers, right? Anything printed. Like a lot of the law just refers to pieces of paper, right? That have Mm -hmm. anything sexual on them, not just like images, right? But even famously literature. And this has an absolutely devastating, chilling effect. So in in a place like New York City, it leads to, because the law also prescribes police powers and famously Comstock himself gets, uh, you know, appointed basically, you know, the federal agent for obscenity, aka a postal inspector and he you know very nobly says well i shall take no salary for this i'll just get paid by my private society for the person you know for the suppression of vice in new york and they basically it's harlan this- crow essentially it's yeah. so harlan <laughs> crow it yes. is but it's but but comstock introduces this era of police raids this mm-hmm. era of vice squads which are not even always police it can literally be comstock is famous himself for being the kind of guy that will just bust into a private residence mm-hmm. and and oh accuse God. you of something immoral. And, you know, he himself might not have been one of the people who did this, but other kinds of vice gods would just break into a place they consider to be a brothel, beat up the people they find there, declare them obscene, and then kind of walk away or hope that they get prosecuted. And it leads to this total chilling effect on the publishing industry. It absolutely hamstrings, you know, doctors. It causes such a serious problem in accessing contraception and abortion, right? That until those early legal decisions, things are really dark. So this is an incredibly repressive, incredibly involved idea that, you know, modern sexuality 
is a legitimate target of state power. And I think one thing to point out is, is what you were just saying, Melissa, this consensus is so productive. We've never, ever, 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 ever reversed that consensus. And I think like yes. it's, it's one key to maybe like deflating this sort of annoying need to like dunk on and claim how cringy right-wing evangelicals are, how sex-obsessed, right? You know, Republicans, all they think about all day are genitals. Well, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. They didn't just start doing that 10 years ago. That's a Victorian attitude. Yeah. And it's a widely shared attitude. Liberals do it too. They just dress it mm -hmm. up as more rational and scientifically enlightened. But this, again, is a consensus form of state repression using sexuality and gender through the lens of obscenity and immorality to declare what is licit and what is illicit, to create mm -hmm. parameters around participation in public life, to criminalize entire populations of people, and to decide the limits of citizenship. And it has been so for 150 years. And I just, I think, again, this is like ground floor history sexuality stuff, but like, since that is famously not taught um, in public education, yes. like, mm -hmm. I just, that's why I'm really like, you know, really, really hammering it home. And increasingly a specific target of things that shall not be taught mm -hmm. in public education. Totally. Mm -hmm. Like, everything that we've seen over the last two years, you know, I, what do we also have this week? The expansion of quote unquote, don't say gay. Yeah. Try having a conversation about any of this in an educational setting and not violating the law. And honestly, that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is a chilling effect. People who yes. might teach this history are going to say, well, uh, I'm, I'm not going to take the risk, which is the yeah. Comstock vibe mm -hmm. and yes. has always been. And it and is with us. Like, I was just looking at some of those older cases and, you know, I was like thinking about that. I'm like, well, who's the defendant in this original case? It's the FDA. Why isn't it pills? Oh, because going back to the 1870s, if you open a newspaper, if you like were existing in public, going to a drugstore or a pharmacy, there were instruments of contraception and abortion available to you everywhere. There were ads. You could, the Library of Congress has great, great collections yeah. on their website of some of these ads. Um, it's called female monthly pills. <laughs> and, you know, there were all these euphemisms. Everybody knew what they were. And that's what Comstock is reacting to is this visibility mm -hmm. of sexuality. It's not to say like they brought it on themselves. It's to mm -hmm. say that it wasn't like there was this void of no sexuality. Yes. And then these regulations sprang up as people started thinking about what should they be. This is a backlash. Yes. Um, and and we never really left that sort of mentality. So, yeah, like, of course, why is the FDA the defendant in this case? Well, why are there even doctors with control over contraception? Because that has not always been the case. Exactly. And it is one of the legacies of this era. Why is abortion even criminal? In part, because physicians wanted to take control over it as a practice. It's all knotted up in, in something that like leads me to fear. And I want to talk a little bit about like, mm. not outcomes, but sort of as you were framing it, like what's our counterpolitics to mm. these possible outcomes? The, the case that you laid out, which is essentially the Department of Justice's case, they put out a memo about this uh, late last year, mm -hmm. making the argument that, you know, Comstock has been so modified over the years that it's only really applicable to places where, or this particular part of it is only applicable to places where abortion is already unlawful. So, you know, it shouldn't be a blanket prohibition, essentially, as these groups like Alliance Defending Freedom Fucking are arguing for. Yeah, which like, yes, the letter of the 1873 law would prescribe that. But it's really 
fucking rich hearing people do textualism who are also like, oh, standing. That's just like when you think you might be a victim someday. Uh (laughs) Which one? And that this is sort of the and I hate to say gaslighting, but like this is the gaslighting of the legal system that has always been there. That is even more virulent and in our face in this moment as we see people just do it in our face. You know, like Uh on the one hand, ADF is saying, no, we must prohibit Mifepristone access in the country right now before we've even had the actual merits of our case talked about in court. Like we're in the pre of that right now. We're all in this like procedural era. Like, can they proceed? Do they have standing? Mm-hmm. And that is the environment in which ADF said, oh, and also we want our outcome right now. We want we want you to put a temporary hold on the FDA's Mifepristone regulations while this is in court. That's the actual thing that we're fighting about. So just like think about that for a moment. Like they've invented a danger. Mm-hmm. And so now we're in this crouch of having to like what defend the FDA. It reminds me a lot of the anti-trans stuff. It's like these yeah. regulations, like the status quo was not great. Um no, it and it's people. certainly better now than it was in the year 2000. But like I it there's nothing here that says contraception is a right. There's nothing here that affirms anything like bodily autonomy. It's presumed that this is always a negotiation with the state for little bits and pieces, and also full well-knowing that that's not how people's sexuality actually works. People are going to live their lives and violate the law, and based on where people are in the social order, the law will take care of them, Mm. i.e. criminalize them. To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes. And be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the Death Panel.